0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings.
1: Yeah,
0: Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The player of the month was Leon Dreisaitl, it's 1235 in Edmonton. I asked Point Blank, is Leon Dreisaitl now a superstar player? He's egon gone from star to superstar. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. This text comes in from Edmonton. Leon is not only a superstar player, but a franchise one, in my opinion, just like Melkin when he was in this prime. Kevin says superstar, no, only because his overall plus minus, but much to improve though. I've been eating crow for the last month and. Andy, the carpet guy, says, Bob, Leon, the lion, is pure talent with tons of will. He's the definition of a superstar. His all-around game is right there with Crosby a few years ago. We're so lucky to have Big Dry locked up. We'll continue down that path. I'll get to several other texts at this point. Uh, we will bring aboard John Shannon, our NHL insider. So, John, first of all, how are you doing? Doing great. Are you live from Tootsie's or what? I'm not from Tootsie's. I can I tell you an awful truth. So I've been doing this gig, John, for this is year number twelve. Yeah. Guess how many times I've been to Tootsie's in twelve years. You're going to tell me never. Exactly.
1: Wow. You need a a
0: life, Bob. You you got to get the sheltered life I lead. Yeah. So here's what I got for you. I've got a a stratosphere that I have for superstar players. So basically, top five players in the world. Those are the superstars for me. So McDavid's a given. Uh, Crosby's a given. Nathan, to me, Nathan McKinnon is a given. Uh, you can make a strong argument, you know, for years it was Crosby and Ovechkin and probably Melkin in that mix. Mm -hmm. So on that note, is Leon Dry settled now at that level?
1: Yes, I, and I think today he scored 50 goals. He was at that level. So I, I'm, uh, I, you know, I think that I think he, in many ways, his challenging year was last year, Bob, and the year that that he had uh, it, to prove himself was last year. And I think that uh, that he has uh, has matured and come into his own this year, uh, uh, and is certainly. At, that, at the level. You know I mean? The, the, the interesting one is Nathan McKinnon. Um, I think we all love Nathan McKinnon, and we have every reason to think he's a great player. But I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, would you trade Nathan McKinnon for Leon Dreisaitl?
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> I, and, but I, but I Not think the Leon the box, Dreisaitl we've seen since... Yeah. So, so I guess my point is I Not think the one the we've pause, seen the pause, since the new year the, the pause that, that you you put there is the is really the answer is boy oh boy oh boy and that tells me that Leon is at that level as well but I think I think that uh, the coming of age of Leon Dreisaitl was when he scored 50 goals last year.
0: See, he went minus 24 in the month of December. And people forget, he played a lot of that time with Connor McDavid. And it was almost like they're whatever they were reading off of each other defensively, and somebody can correct me on this, but I know the Oilers had an abnormal shooting percentage uh, at even strength when those guys were on the ice and had a brutal save percentage. Mike Smith went through a yeah. real bad time. But he went minus 24, and so he's a minus player overall. And I'm just like, yeah, but you have to factor in power play and PK because of how good the Oilers' power play and PK is, and he's a big part of that, John.
1: Well, I, I tell you what, the one thing that I, I would measure, uh, th- that's why sometimes plus minus doesn't work for me. Uh, it, it's easy to manage, but there's always there are always going to be those built-in reasons. Um, let's face it, the month of December, every person in the Oilers' hockey operations was on edge wondering if they had made the right decision with their goaltender. And, and, and you know, Koskinen was, who had got off to a great start, was starting to waver a bit. Obviously there were lots of people wondering about Mike Smith and it reflected on the whole team. Yep. It reflected on everyone uh, in the organization, including Connor and Leon. So I, I don't think it's fair. I, I really don't I mean Leon's not supposed to stop the puck. Leon is supposed to move the puck and, and shoot the puck and score. Uh, and so I, I think that that month of December was such an anomaly uh, that I, I it almost, you know, when, when people do brand surveys, people do research, when people do marking and grading, they throw out the best and they throw out the worst. And then they take a look at the major body of work. And I think if you look at Dreisaitl's body of work, you're going to say he's a
0: superstar. Yeah, well, I mean, he's just having an unbelievable year, John. I mean, leading the league in points, leading the league in assists, leading the league in power play points on a power play, John, that is almost 4% higher than anybody else in the league, and we're into March now. This isn't like a statistical anomaly from, you know, late October. Like, we're five months into a season, and that power play is finding ways to win games for them. So, uh, and guess what, John, I think he's got a chance to get better here down the stretch, it's crazy how important Cotter Yamamoto has become to this hockey team. Again, they are 13-5-3 when he was in 690 winning percentage, and they're scoring a full goal more when he plays than when, when he doesn't. Uh, he's become an intriguing guy for Edmonton moving forward.
1: Well, and I, I still remember the day of the draft when a couple of people within the organization who weren't familiar with uh, with junior hockey as as much as those of us that had been covering the CHL uh, and the phone rang saying, "Did did we literally just draft a five foot seven guy?" And I said, "Well, I, I, he's going to be worth it, but you're going to have to be patient." Um, and uh, in the end, that patience has uh, proven to be true because he's he's tough on the puck. I don't I don't uh, I, and we, I, we've talked about this before, Bob. I don't see Yamamoto uh, losing many puck battles. I mean, he, he just doesn't lose puck battles, which, when you consider his size, is absolutely remarkable and and the the one thing i think that he did early on in his first couple of visits with the oilers when he was younger was he deferred too much now there's no deference at all in his game he's playing with confidence he moves the puck when he needs to move the puck he passes it when he pa- when he needs to pass it and he keeps it when he needs to keep it and that's the thing is it's with that you know that confidence of, of having the ability as a professional hockey player that just comes with time that has really proven true for Yamamoto.
0: Uh, It's funny because today, and we're going to run an interview with him a little bit later on that I did, uh, but at the end of the interview, I asked him, is there a guy he could pattern his game after? And he said, well, Dave Tippett brought up Brendan Gallagher. And uh, as you know, uh, my wife uh, grew up with uh, Ian Gallagher, Brendan's uh, dad, and uh, Ian still trains guys out at uh, the Delta Academy in BC and work. Like Milan Lucic didn't want to put the boxing gloves on with uh, Ian Gallagher. So those Gallagher guys, you know the Gallagher's are are, are tough. And, and Brendan's well respected when they like him in Boston and he's a Montreal Canadian now part of it is he's obviously got you know the Irish last name but uh, that's a that's a I mean I actually think that Yamamoto's got more skill and quickness than Brendan Gallagher but if he can be as tenacious as Brendan Gallagher the owners have got something pretty special here
1: agreed just this just just hope he's more durable than Brendan that's all I mean that's the a... That's the big issue, the way Brendan plays the game. He's always there's always a nick or a, a, a crack or a break somehow some way, and he's missed far too many games uh, than uh, than I think a lot of people had hoped he would miss in the early part of his career. And it's funny, you know, you talk about that you know we we don't think of Brendan Gallagher and Yamamoto uh, having a relationship. Um, but 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 think about it. and it goes back to the life of playing hockey in Spokane. Uh, and the commitment as a family, you give up. I mean, the Johnsons did it with Tyler in Spokane, and driving all the way to Vancouver to to play hockey. Uh, the Yamamoto's did a little bit of that, but also sent uh, you know Tyler or Taylor to uh, uh, to Southern California to play in in Southern California to play midget hockey. It's a, it's an amazing. It's an amazing commitment that families have to make to get their kids to this level. And certainly for a guy like Yamamoto and his mom and dad, it's paid off.
0: Does it not show, though, today, John, small players can play? You don't have to, like, in the old days, what was the same? Big guys have to prove they they can't play, and small guys have to prove they can. It's a completely different game today.
1: Regular season, yeah, Bob. Uh, You know, the thing that always concerns me is, um, you, you know, the St. Louis Blues. Won the Stanley Cup, the St. Louis Blues played as heavy a hockey as we've seen in a decade. I think I think St. Louis could have given the Kings and and uh, Chicago and the Bruins of 2011 a run for their money. I think that's the way they play the game, and I think you're right. At this time of year, the question becomes: Is how does that happen in April, May, and June? And it's 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 certainly a question that. You know the Oilers are going to have to answer is that and I, there are lots of times I think there are people within the organization wondering if a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins can his game can it exist in in the postseason and and the good thing is is they're going to have a chance to prove that this year.
0: Well, just uh, four assists for r uh, and 13 playoff games back in 2016-17, and we've discussed this a lot, John, over the years. Milan Lucic, Jordan Eberle, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, that was the order's second line down the stretch when Edmonton went 12-2. and two. Uh, $18 million in players, uh, they swapped out Lucic, put Pugliot in that line halfway through the Anaheim series. Not one even-strength goal from those four forwards if and and the Oilers lost three one goal games to anaheim they get an even strength goal in two games in overtime if they get an even strength goal in either of those two games they win the series but sometimes you got to give sometimes you got to give players a second playoff for them to realize what it really takes in the first one you know what i'm saying
1: oh i I think that i think the learning curve uh, you know just like we talked about the learning curve for yamamoto from junior hockey to the American League to the NHL, the learning curve, even for guys like Connor and Leon, will be much different this time around. Now that and when the team officially clinches that playoff spot and gets back to the playoffs.
0: So on that note, uh, Calgary good on the road, struggling at home. Vancouver unbelievable at home, yeah. uh, but they're they're taking on some water in the road, and I think we're seeing the, the you know Jacob Markstrom. How many teams out of the Pacific are going to make it? It sounds like you've got Edmonton, you're you're, you're conceding a spot to Edmonton, but how many teams are are we talking? Three teams in the Pacific, four? Or could there possibly be five make it?
1: Well, I I mean, at Christmas time, I was going to tell you it was going to be five. uh, But, you, you know, there's a lot more nights like last night, Bob, where one team from the Pacific wins and two lose. Uh, and you have to. You, the team that the Oilers are playing tonight are playing. Nashville is playing much better. You have to think with the games at hand that they have. Uh, that there's a there's probably a good chance that they will become one of those wild card teams. Uh, I can't imagine Winnipeg playing as poorly. Although, mind you, I I, I thought they played pretty well at Edmonton on Saturday. Uh, I um, you know, Morrissey will be back line a they're going to try to maybe get them to play tomorrow even though there's still some swelling with that foot um you you know i can't believe winnipeg isn't better than that i i think honestly i think there's only going to be three teams from the pacific division getting to the playoffs and there'll be five from the central
0: wow and you got edmonton in i do
1: yeah i mean I, i think that what we're seeing now is that they, they're, with, they're, with, a, with a chance of this road trip we might see a little bit of a separation and and when i say separation gosh what, what's that win three games in a row uh, i mean look at look at vegas they've played really well i think they're at six games in a row and they're you know and up until last night um you know they've they've separated themselves a little bit i think the oilers are on the verge of that too uh particularly when yamamoto back and hopefully cleft bomb back by the end of this road trip uh, then, then there'll be a bit of separation, and then it'll be Calgary, Arizona, and Vancouver fighting for that, uh, that third spot. And you're right about the Canucks. If uh, Jacob Markstrom uh, is out for a lot longer than people expect, then the Canucks are in a bit of trouble.
0: Yeah, that's well, it's going to be interesting to see how that handles itself because I think he masks, no pun intended, a lot of our challenges. All right, uh, the general meetings are taking place down in Boca Raton. Yep. John, I'm going to ask you a question about the power of the Toronto market. Are we having a discussion on the emergency backup goaltenders if uh, errors comes in in Florida? In a game between Florida and Carolina, instead of coming in in Toronto and uh, a game between you know Carolina and Toronto, getting Carolina to the victory. Do you think uh, Carolina, we're having all is, this? Is, humble- is that
1: the power of the Toronto market or the power of national television?
0: Well, um, that's that's what I want to know. Here is this is this all much ado about nothing?
1: Well, the well, in fact, the managers kind of admitted that today when they they basically said no, it's going to be status quo. Um, th- this is nothing new um I mean, means it was the feel-good story in hockey of the year so far uh i think a lot of it was the fact that i think there's two parts of that it, being in the toronto market being in hockey night in canada yes and the other part of it was in beating the Maple Leafs. uh i mean had it been he, he, if he had gone in uh for uh, freddie anderson and uh and Jack Campbell uh, and one. Uh, I, actually, they may name streets after him here, if that's the case. Um, but it's, it's one of those things, I think, that uh, it galvanized the hockey world, particularly when you have such close races. Um, and you know darn well that uh, Dale Talon was not very happy uh, that, uh, that that everybody halfway through the second period thought that they were giving the game away The Maple Leafs. It's just the Maple Leafs happen to screw it up so royally uh, by not having enough shots on goal. So I I think I think it's part and parcel of of the the market, the media market, uh, and the fandom of this hockey club here. Yeah.
0: You mentioned Dale Tallon. Could he potentially be in trouble here at the end of the year? Yes,
1: I I, I think that if you look at a list of managers, you have to wonder um, what's what's gone on in in uh, in in Florida. Uh, I still think you're going to have to look at what's going to go on in, in Buffalo. Um, new Jersey is going to have a, a new group of people uh, running it, I, th- I, I believe. Although Tommy might, Tommy Fitzgerald might be the manager. Uh, so uh, I, I think that uh, when you sign a goalie, uh, and he has been less than overwhelming, and in fact you know, can't even play in key games at this time of year because he hurt himself in the warm-up, you're going to have a lot of people looking at you wondering what's going on. Dale has not been happy for the whole season. so, uh, and, and, I mean, to the point where I I, I think the, the you, you know, when you look at the deadline and for him to be as desperate to trade Vincent Trocheck to me tells you that this, this is an act of desperation. I'm I love I I I, Vincent I... Trocek. I love Vincent Trocek. And I just don't understand why you'd ever get rid of him.
0: The guy's coming off a significant knee injury. So give him a, a year, a year and a half to come back from that. But that just struck me as a total, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're just dumping cash or what uh, moving forward. Great stuff, John. We'll touch base on Wednesday uh, just as uh, the Oilers have an off day while they're in uh, Chicago, okay? Yes, sir. Oh, Chicago, another town
1: you don't like. You probably won't go out there oh, either, no. will you. you? Probably just stay in your room, right?
0: <laughs> Nothing but church and state for me. You know that. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
1: Uh, We're just Church Street, Cross Straight State Street in Chicago.
0: Oh, right off of Michigan Avenue. There you go. See you later. (laughs) There you go. Thanks, man. Bye. (laughs) That is John Shannon, our NHL insider. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. I'll get to some of your texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line when we return on Oilers now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Chad, it's twelve fifty six in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now, quickly to our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Is Leon Dreisaitl a superstar? You can text us 780 So generally speaking, a superstar for me is a top five player in the world. This texter is not a fan. He says, Dreisaitl, question mark, a lazy, selfish, petulant child. Trade him for cap space and a bag of air. I didn't know we had guys from Calgary texting the show right now. Uh This text comes in from Brian S. He says, the only guy in the league I'd consider dry settle for, uh, trading for, is Nathan McKinnon. Not saying I would, but no one else in the league is even close to dry settle. Another texter says, Bob, a good question uh, to your question is, is there a better all-around player right now than Leon dry settle? So there's some ranges of... Uh, perspectives on things. This fall, you can join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Laliberti, on a spectacular 20-day trip to South Africa. The tour takes you through Cape Town, uh, coastal villages, the famous Victoria Falls, plus two exciting safaris, Enjoy five-star hotels, meals, and guided tours. To book now and save $1,000 per couple, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. 1257 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. A real treat coming up. Great storyteller, longtime Predators television and radio play-by-play voice, Pete Weber, when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.